Hey, what's going on, people? My name is Rob Dukes. This is the Put Up Your Dukes podcast. Episode number two. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for all the downloads and all the shit on the first one. Um, it got picked up um, by a couple news outlets, and uh, a lot of you subscribed, and I appreciate that uh, immensely. <clears throat> the uh, It was really well-received. You know, and I mean, how fucking hard is it to not love Rick? I mean, he's just a, a lovable fucking guy. So anyway, this is episode two. So in episode one, I discussed with Rick his favorite songs. And I had planned on uh, adding the songs to the end of the uh, podcast. So uh, I wanted to um, give you like an hour's worth of music following the podcast. So we would just continue to play. But I just found out I can't do that. So what I am going to do is make a link. Just You press the link and it'll go to the playlist that I created on Spotify and, and Apple. And it'll be Rick's Playlist. That's the name of it. And it has all the songs that Rick loves. And then I added a bunch of ones that I loved by Rick. And um, so I'm also going to do the same from this episode and, and also, you know, all the episodes going forward. Uh, I'm going to have to, uh, because you know what they'll do? I heard that my, my friend, he said that they took all his podcasts down because he played a song. Like he had a guest on, right? Which I guess if you're... I mean, I don't. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's, it's got to do with money and shit. So basically, what it is is he had a guest on, played their song off their new record, and the whole podcast got pulled because of that one song. So uh, I can't do that. Which I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do that for you. So what I'm going to do is make you a list. That being said, um. There's this show called Fatal Attraction on, what is it on? Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. Holy fuck. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, there is, the one, I've only seen a few episodes. The first episode that I saw was this guy. He's a fucking, like a, like a construction worker, right? And he's kind of a drunk and he hangs out this like, fucking redneck bar and he's kind of that guy right just get out of work go to the bar drink to oblivion then go home so he picks up this skank one night and he brings her home and uh and he fucking dude he has a he's like showing off his apartment or his house and he's got a 13 foot boa constrictor so he's like showing off, like I put it around my neck, and he fucking trips, hits his head. The boa constrictor fucking chokes him the fuck out, kills him, and then tries to eat him. She calls nine one one. The cops come. The fucking snake is like half on his head, bulged his fucking eyes out. Dude, I was fucking giggling. It was like you dumb motherfucker. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for being that guy. Anyway. The show's amazing. The The next one I watched was um, the fucking, these, this couple, they're like dancers in, on Broadway, and they decide, you know what we need to make our act better? Let's bring a fucking panther into the fucking deal, right? And then, uh, no, not enough. Let's get a tiger. And then the next thing you know, man, they got like nine tigers and jaguars and fucking panthers. And what happens? Your fucking tiger 
First, it eats one of their, it kills one of their dudes, rips his fucking throat out. He dies right in front of them. They don't get rid of the tigers. They don't even stop. They don't even, they don't miss a beat. They're like, all right, now we got to get a, we got to get a guy to replace them. So they get another guy to come like immediately and replace him. And then the woman uh, goes to feed the tiger that killed the dude. She was a little weary. She goes to get him some food. Hey, he rips her fucking throat out and kills her right there on the spot. Yeah. And I'm thinking, good for that tiger. Good for them cats. Fuck you. I'm sick of this job. That's kind of what they, I think they said. You know what? I'm not going to work today. Not going and jumping around through hoops and shit for these fucking people anymore. Anyway, it's an amazing show. I think you should watch it. I just listened to uh, the new Hypocrisy album. Dude, fucking, it's really good. If you like sweetest fucking black metal, this is your album. Uh, it is fucking everything that I, I wanted it to be. Uh, fucking Peter's uh, Tiger and his killer. Horg, just what a fucking amazing fucking drummer. Holy shit. And uh, so uh, if you want a good uh, album to go check out, that one. And uh, uh, that's my album of the day. It came out yesterday. Uh, I was going to let you guys, I was going to um, suggest a book. So all you fucking metalheads out there, right? You want to read a book that will fucking, it is some of the most vile, fucked up, dark, just awesome writing and, and just, I, I, he, 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 he wrote, he wrote the words. What did he write? I got to look on my phone. Hold on one second. Don't go away. Don't, don't freak out. Um, he wrote lecherous putrefaction. And I was like, what the, f-? I had to write it down on my phone. It is some of the best writing, uh, that you will come across. It's called the necroscope. It's by a writer named Brian Lumley. Uh, I suggest reading it. Um, I've read it all once before, but now I'm listening to it on an audible and the, they, they got like this actor guy. So he does all the voices for all the different characters. And it is fucking great. It's a, it's an amazing, uh, book. So, uh, just a little suggestion for you out there. It's vampires and, and, and fucking witches and demons and fucking, it's, it's the most horrific shit you'll ever read. It's fucking killer. It's so fucking good. Um, it it just makes me smile listening to it. It's very a very good book. Yeah. Um, and then um, because I read that word, uh, lecherous uh, putrefaction, I um I I I I was like doing a search on like leeches and shit, and I was kind of reading all about it. And check this out: an eighteen-year-old boy from a coastal village in eastern India. So basically, I'm not going to read the article because I, I read like a fucking, fucking dummy. So, oh, he was working in a field and it was, it was like three feet of water. So he, he was like up to his thighs and waist in water at times. And all of a sudden he felt like his, his ass was like fucking hurting. And then within the next five hours, he had blood spewing from his rectum. It doesn't say spewing, but they should have. It was experienced bleeding per rectum with loose stool. 
and Tenemus, Ten, T N E S M U S, Tena, whatever. I'm an idiot. Whatever. So they gave him an enema. Didn't help. He started blood clotting. And then he had black discharge. Holy shit! Right? They pulled a they pulled a ten centimeter leech from inside his anal cavity. And I was like, wow. And then he was, he, uh, once they pulled the leech out, he stopped bleeding from the ass, which, you know, anyway. So leeches, I don't know, pretty cool, pretty gross, all that at once. Anyway, so I did a deep dive on leeches, and, and that was the story, that first story I came across. They are, um, they're in rivers and lakes. And I remember lakes, I remember, Swimming in a lake as a kid, and I, I don't remember getting a leech on me. But didn't that? Wait a minute. And stand by me. Don't they get leeches all over them? Yeah, they did. That's right. Stand by me. Oh, Stephen King. Okay. The new Generation Kill album. Uh, it's coming along. I think we're gonna do one more video. We've done three, and this guy approached us. Uh, con- uh, I had, what's his name? I forget. His name's Wacy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I talked to him on the phone. Sounds pretty cool. Got some good ideas. All right, let's do it. So uh, this the, the song Wacy wants to do is uh, it's an Edgar Allan Poe themed song, um, and uh, we had Chris Poland, uh, the original Megadeth guitar player, he guest on it, and uh, he fucking shredded. Holy fuck, that dude is so goddamn good. Um, anyway, so. Uh, real dark, fucked up theme. Cool, you know, so he was like, I love these lyrics, I love the music, let's fucking do it. So he's going to start doing that. We're probably going to try to release it right before the album comes out, kind of like one more little thing for you guys. Um, so that being said, so moving on. My guest today is Wayne Lozanek from Hatebreed. He's the guitar player. And like... Uh, the re- the reason I think reason me and Wayne bonded because we were both techs before we be- we got in the bands we were in. So he teched for Hatebreed, and then well, he was originally. So his story is, he was a guitar player. He quit. He came back. He was a tech, and then he was a guitar player again. Where I was a tech for the band, and then became the singer. So me and Wayne. So like that bond we had as techs, uh, you know, uh, was like that. So anyway, me and uh. Wayne are, are, are buddies, and we've we toured a whole bunch throughout the years. And then my last couple of years, I used to run into him all the time, and uh, we still talk quite often. Um, so I decided to have him on because he has an interesting story, going from uh, metalhead to uh, hardcore kid, um, but still always love metal. And he's a, he's an amazing guitar player. He's a fucking shredder, and um, we told some good stories about uh, touring together, and then being on the road, and then. Um, I asked him some questions about growing up in the in the Connecticut area and being on that hardcore scene of, of the East Coast uh, from its inception because he was there at the beginning uh, in the in the mid '90s, uh, following the that trend of you know after Agnostic and Crow Mags and and Bad Brains and all those guys and then you know uh, you know joining the fold. So uh, without further ado, my friend, Mr. Wayne Lozanak. Cool. So, everybody, this is Wayne, uh, a guitar player from Hatebreed. 
One of my What's favorite going on? one of my favorite people on the planet, man. You're fucking you're a good egg, my man. So, you as well. Yeah, buddy. So we got to tour a whole bunch. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of shows. Uh not only as you um uh, as a as a tech for Exodus, but then you were actually uh we did a, a hate breed, we did some shows and then we did a bunch of festivals and stuff. So um <clears throat> anyway, so <clears throat> When you, I'm going to try not to just ask the normal fucking questions that you get. Oh, you know, but I, I am. Gonna I figured, ask. I figured you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, I don't know what he's going to bring up, but. <laughs> um, but let's just start at the beginning. So, I mean, you grew up in a musical household. You, like, were you like me? Did you steal your parents' records and, and have like a bunch of stuff that you had? To uh, oh yeah. It all, it all started, uh. Basically, when I was a little kid, I was like probably three years old, my father had these Kiss albums, and that's what started it all off. Especially, I'm sure as a little kid, seeing the makeup and the blood and the fire and all that stuff. And then, you know, I had Kiss dolls, which I actually still have to this day. And then, uh, but that's what started everything. So that I just wanted to, you know, play music. And my father had a guitar around. He, he played like very little, like basic guitar. He was, I wouldn't say he's like a great guitar player but he was always one there so i'd always pick it up and just bang around on it smash around on it trying to you know make something good come out of it and then you know I probably when i was like eight years old or something i just started getting into just music like like iron maiden judas priest ozzy all that stuff especially with like mtv back in the day yeah. they used to play all those videos so i would sit in front of the tv at eight and see all this this great music Coming on, and then that was it from there. And then I just started playing. So what? What? How did you transfer over to the uh, to the hardcore scene? Like, how did that? Well, I, well, okay. So first, it was like all that stuff, you know, Kiss, Motley Crue, and all that. And I'd say when I was twelve, I heard Metallica. So then that was like a whole new thing, mm-hmm. like Metallica, because yeah. you know, heavier, way heavier than anything else at that time. I mean, I, I heard motor like Motorhead. I guess Motorhead was probably the heaviest until I heard Metallica, but then that sent me on that, like, full into thrash, you know, the big four, Megadeth, Slayer, all that, Testament, Exodus, all that stuff. So it wasn't really until, I'd say, I was a teenager in high school and I started listening to, like, some hardcore bands. I was a full-on metalhead at that point. No, you grew this is Hartford, Connecticut, correct? Uh, Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Bridgeport Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay, Bridgeport, yep. yeah, yeah. Bridgeport okay. and Stratford. Stratford is a town right next to Bridgeport, if you're familiar with Connecticut. So I grew up in a both of bit, those yeah. places. Uh, I've driven so, through it a few times, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so then I'd say teenager, late teens is when I started going to hardcore shows every weekend. That was basically like when grunge kind of started taking over. And, yeah. I don't know, metal, some of the metal bands was like, you know, whatever. And I just happened at that at that same time, start going to these clubs in New Haven. There's a place called the tune in. And then they had hardcore and punk shows all the time and metal, everything, just every weekend, just going there, whatever show it was. Right. And then there's, there were all these other places, uh, the Connecticut bike exchange in Bristol would have like, it was like people skating on ramps while bands were playing. And I just got really into the hardcore scene, probably like, you know, 1920 years old, something like that. And right. then, and then it just just from there, just started going every all the time. Were you traveling? Were you traveling down to New York to see shows? Or oh yeah, New York, been- New York, Massachusetts, the whole like Northeast. We'd go right. see shows. So like CBGBs. There's a place called the Wetlands in New York. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. ever been there. 
um yeah um it's not there anymore it's gone right yeah so, that was a great place so now you're into the hardcore scene so now you're listening to you're listening to agnostic front you're listening to uh chromax and all that yep. and you're, you're you're doing were, were you in the pit doing the um the were you part of the pit doing the 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 whole new style of, of oh yeah definitely because okay. especially the hardcore like because it was all our friends too most of the shows yeah. like you knew like a hundred people every time you went there it was like a community so it was all yeah. of us in the pit every show right. were you still going to pre-shows and, and metal shows and, and and uh a little bit but after a while right. it, there wasn't not as much right. as i was well, it also died out because grunge right. kind of killed it. That's what I'm so saying. It was, it was like, and then like, like some a, of the newer stuff, it was like, uh, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just wasn't into it as much, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, like the newer stuff, I don't even like half the stuff. I don't remember. And it was kind of like, you know, Rob Halford was out of priest. Yeah, and it was, was like, yeah. you know, doing Bruce, fight. yeah, Bruce Dickinson, I think was out of Iron Maiden. So yeah. it was like all this weird, weird time for metal. I mean, fight actually. Yeah. I saw a fight at Toad's place in New Haven. Yeah, I, I know you've been there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I yeah, actually that saw was a fight great. in New York. I saw that. I think I don't remember the name of the club. Starland. Starland. It might have been. I might have saw them there, yeah. or or uh, someplace in Jersey. I forget. Whatever. Um, I saw them once. They were they were actually great. I yeah, fucking, it was yeah, great, were, especially seeing great. Rob Halford in his little yeah, tiny yeah. club. It was like whoa, <laughs> it's fucking killer. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so now you're kind of just like in that hardcore scene, and I know the deal. I know like um you 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 start to take on a whole new vibe of of who you are as a human so now you're in your early oh, yeah. 20s you're starting to be molded um did you ever have long hair or did you always yeah just... i had long hair it like when i in high school right. and then after high school is when i shaved my head got into the hardcore yeah. scene and right, all right. that yeah yeah all right um, complete and... transformation <laughs> totally. I hate just, yeah um did you start getting tattooed at that time too uh i had a couple i had a few like under the sleeves like in the late 90s and then i took like i'm weird like i wanted to find the right tattoo artist and the right tattoo uh, so i just took me a while to get fully you know i I ran into like an old friend from the hardcore scene actually like years later he's like oh i'm a tattoo artist now i'm like oh dude it's good we're gonna start and then i just started getting like every month (laughs) you know after i did that first tour with you guys uh you weren't in the band sean martin was playing guitar um, yeah, I was actually teching at the yeah. time. So, but you know, that whole, that whole, uh, I, I got introduced into all those guys and I started like, just, you know, um, listening to more of, uh, the hardcore stuff, uh, at that time yeah. I had listened before, but I wasn't, I wasn't the, I liked the Chromax. I liked Agnostic Front. And right. I, I liked Hatebreed and going on that tour with them was fucking awesome because it was, you were seeing hardcore kids looking up at us going what the fuck is going on they're (laughs) playing fucking guitar solos what's going on but um but it was uh that was well that's the one good thing about hatebreed we're kind of like right on that line where we could play full-on metal shows with obituary exodus or whoever and be totally fine and then go out with agnostic front and the chromags which we just did a tour you know we couple of years ago it was, yeah, was it there. was great and we got yeah, yeah that's right so it's it's good that we we have that thing some people are so close-minded like we're not hardcore enough for the hardcore people we're not yeah. metal enough for the metal people and it's like whatever you know a lot of people like us to keep coming to see us so i'm into right. both genres so that's why me too it works man. for me yeah. <laughs> it works for me too so let's talk about so you, you when you first met jamie he was uh booking shows in in uh in bridgeport and doing yeah, new shows. haven mostly a lot of shows in new haven okay because jamie's from new haven and but he was in this band called just the 14 
Right. So I knew him and just from seeing him around shows, like I said, and then like the other members, the original members of Hatebreed, there were two of them, the drummer and Beatty actually was in this band called Frostbite. Okay. So Frostbite was from Bridgeport, Jasta 14, New Haven. And then he uh, got kicked out of Jasta 14 for whatever reason and then started up Hatebreed. No shit. You got yeah, so of his then, own band. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> and kept yeah, kept the that's name. fucking Jamie. I can see that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you were so you're on the you were the original guitar player for Hatebreed. So let, let's go through I um let's go through the lineup. So it was you beady Jamie and so well technically so Jamie I knew Jamie and Dave Russo was the drummer. Okay. So we would hang out at Dave's house in Bridgeport, like hanging out outside drinking forties or whatever. And I heard him like I remember hearing band practice and like who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's Jamie's new band with Dave. They're trying to get a band together. So I didn't I I didn't join at that point. And then they they got a couple members, you know, tried out here and there. And then so they played a show in Bristol as a four piece. They played like three songs. I don't even think they were fully written. I think Jamie might have even been making up words uh, on the spot yeah. for something. <laughs> so they, but it was insane. And I was there and I went to the drummer. I'm like, hey, I see you only have one guitar player. He's like, yeah, we're looking for another one, so you should come down. So I went down. He gave me the three songs or three or four songs that they were uh, working on or done. And then I went and jammed with them like a week later, and then that's where the full lineup was set from there. And then after that, it was like probably in the band for that lineup for about a year. Okay. And then it was like I was in college. I was working. I mean, I didn't have a great job. I was working at JCPenney, but still working. You know, and what we were playing shows for fun. I was like in the stock room unloading the trucks. Oh, and then right. if someone bought something like something big, I would help them bring it out to their car. Oh, okay. And in the morning, I would go collect the hangers and the garbage and all that. <laughs> okay. So but still yeah, so, getting paid. But, uh, so know? I know the deal, right? So you, now you have a job. You're in college. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and you're in this band. And then at what point do you decide like, look, I can't this. I can't do this. because Well, actually, uh, Jamie wanted to tour and stuff and play and play shows and i'm like i can't do that i'm in college you know I'd, i play hardcore shows on the weekend for fun with my friends so they actually did a tour with uh this band ignite i think that was the first tour and they had to get a fill-in for me the california ignite the yeah yeah yep. so, okay right, I, just, yeah. I just saw them last yeah, i know weekend. those guys yeah. yeah so yeah i was with them 1995 and like Actually, I did a, a weekend tour first. We went down to Florida. To, like, we did a few shows that booked down the East Coast. Right. And we played a show booked with uh, Bloodlet. Okay. And I was like, okay, I could do it. But, uh, you know, I'm only taking one day off of school and I got to be back the next day. So I, like, made them drive back, like, right after our set. Like, I think we saw, like, one song of Bloodlet. <laughs> they were so pissed. But I was like, dude, I got to go to school from Florida. Go. Not, like, around the corner. <laughs> so, needless to say, I don't yeah. think, you know. So then Jamie, so they actually got kicked out the first time. Because they were okay. like, dude, we got to, you know. You're not you're not pulling your weight, I guess, for a band. And I'm like, dude, it's a hardcore band. And like throw, you know, just but he had a bigger, you know, vision, I guess, which I right. never expected at that point back then. Right. So then yeah, so then yeah, in the ninety-five, I was like, they got another guy. And then uh he lasted for about a few shows. He quit because it was like too much for him. There was like a bunch of fights and everything else. Right. And then another guy replaced him. Okay. <laughs> so then I actually came back again though, second time. Because uh, mid '96, Beatty actually quit for a little while because he was having issues with you know whatever. Because it's a lot when you're just trying to tour, you know, you're with the same guy. So then Boulder 
who passed away in uh, 2006. Yeah, he com yeah. committed suicide, actually, yeah. which oh, yeah. sucks. So he yeah. actually moved over to bass, and I played guitar. I was like, because he called me. I was like, dude, we got a show in Long Island with Biohazard. You got to play with us. It's going to be great. And like, eh, I don't know, whatever. And it's like, all right. So then I ended up like, just, I was like, I'll, I'll play till you find someone else. I ended up playing for another like eight months or something like that. Okay. <laughs> so I was in the band to like <laughs> probably spring of 97 or something. Then they, you know, got someone else and then BD came back. Right. So and yeah, that was, when, that was the original uh, journey. And when did Sean, uh, Sean joined, I would say 99, I think. Okay. So the band started in 94 and then there was a bunch of different lineups. There's been a ton yeah. of drummers yeah, until yeah. Matt, till Matt joined. Yeah. Matt actually played in late nineties. He left and then came back in 2001 too. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a lot of craziness in the beginning. Yeah. yeah Matt's a solid guy. The one thing yeah. I, one thing I'll, you know, I'll let you guys, uh, the fans in on man was I was when we played with, with Hayford, I love the fact that BD forced his, his amps onto the ground. He wanted them on the seat so he could feel, oh, yeah. so he could feel it on the floor, man. And the marshals like, too. Yeah. It's like, so, they're like, no, I got to take them out of the cases, <laughs> take them out of the wheels. They got to be on the floor. You got to be on the floor. And uh, <laughs> so I've jumped up and, and sang with Hayford a bunch of times on live for this. Uh, yep. And, until I fucked it up. And then Jamie won't, didn't want me up there anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh I remember how incredibly fucking loud it was. Like it was, oh, yeah. just, it was insane, so fucking loud. Um, but it felt killer. Like I understood. I was like, oh, ah, this is fucking killer. So, um, yep. moving on. So, um, now you you you're not in the band, but you tech from time to time, or were you there? Well, no. This was so. This was 1997. Done. I I started. I was in a couple other bands. I was in like a, another hardcore band. Another like kind of an oi hardcore punk band. After that. Right. And then I just years and years and years, just I started just driving a coffee truck, like one of those lunch trucks, Yeah, yeah. you know, like they go to the job site. So that's what I was doing. And one day this was uh, 2006. So years later. So before okay. that, I'm watching Avery get big and big on magazines. I'm like, dude, this is insane. Jamie's so, the host of Headbangers Ball. Right, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, did you feel like you, you missed something like you? Oh like, yeah, definitely. Fuck. I was like, I think the first time I really, because at, at first it was just like, whatever, it's, you know, play for fun. But then I think when they, I think it was around 2000 maybe. And they played like, I think it was Tattoo the Earth in like the parking lot of Giant Stadium with like Metallica yeah. playing or something. I'm like, oh man, this is like, what do I do? And I stand up. That's when I saw him so go up, tour with Slayer, Danzig, Motorhead, and Dropkick Murphys and all these huge tours. And I was like, oh man, this is, but I was still friends. Like I'm, best friends with bd you know the whole time so i was yeah, still yeah. i wasn't like mad i was just like i was happy for them but like sad for myself i, I get that <laughs> i know that feeling yeah you're like oh fuck man I yeah so i would go at every show i loved it it was cool I, every time i saw him in a magazine i'm like dude it's crazy it's apron right um and then um so when did you start guitar teching when, oh 2006 so i'm on i'm like it's like five in the morning bd's in australia he's like I need a new tech. I, I whatever, and I'm less. I'm thinking. I'm like, I'll do it. And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Yeah. I'll change your strings and plug in your amps and tour the world and get paid for it. Yeah. He's like, All right. Let me talk to the other guys. So then they talk. He's like, All right, dude, you're in. All so right. I. This was Ozfest 2006. So yeah. this is my first tour ever. Teching didn't know anything. Didn't even know what a stage manager was. Nothing. I just right. thrown right into the wolves, and then I just somehow managed to get through it. And then did you? Then, uh, 
did you buy a tech box and have all the shit and did you come prepared or did you my first like- my it's funny i just found it the other day <laughs> i i had this little he's like you're gonna need a toolbox and some tools i'm like all right literally it's it was this big and this <laughs> it was like a little toolbox with some screwdrivers i was like all right i'm ready <laughs> but yeah. even before that i didn't even have like I, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have an email, nothing. This is right. 2006. Everyone's like, what? You didn't? I was like, I didn't need it. You know, I just yeah. still living the old way. And he's like, you're going to have to get an email. That's how we do everything. Um, like, all right. So all right. <laughs> that was the first time I got an email. I did. Then, I, remember yeah. when I, I remember when I first met you and we would hang out that you were new to the internet game. Like you had oh, no yeah. social Brand, media. That was it. 2006. Right. The, the Exodus and, uh, tour yeah. was the second tour that I did as a tech. That was right after Ozfest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Exodus, Napalm Death. Yeah, I remember you had no Twitter, you had nothing, and I was, I was oh, like, nothing. And I was with BD. I remember sitting with Chris, going, "Fuck, man, I want to fuck with Wayne." No MySpace. He's got nothing. He's got. He I think, yeah, I think MySpace was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't get one until 2012. Yeah. I finally broke down. It was like because I got my own signature strings from yeah. SIT, so I was like, I'm not gonna like ask Jamie to like promote my stuff or anything. I guess I got to get my own now. <laughs> so then I got one, and then that was yeah. since Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So, so now you're, you're tech. And so at least you're around bands, you're touring right. the world and you're making decent money. Right. And, it, and plus and music, text. cause I love, that's my favorite thing ever. So just to be, cause, cause some people are like, you were in the band. How are you, you going to work for them? That's like, I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't the same band when I was in it. It was a little local hardcore band. Yeah. And plus who cares? I'm making money touring the world, hanging out with me and all these bands, hanging out, partying every night right? and getting paid for it. It was great. And, and Hatebreed are a hard working fucking band. You guys oh, yeah. tour fucking you tour legit. Yep. What you, how many shows a year? Two two twenty? Probably not not as much anymore, but back then it was a lot. It was yeah. You guys I know, but in the early days, I think they I think one year they did like three hundred shows or something crazy like yeah. that. So now now you're teching on tour and you're you was did you do other bands beside Hatebreed? So I'm uh, teching for Hatebreed for one year, brand new, basically still, but I got the hang of it, got got it down pretty right. good. So then 2007, I actually started teching for Rihanna. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I was leading to this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, because our tour manager, which a lot of people in the music scene know, Gary McDaniel, he's yeah. pretty notorious out there. He's kind of a maniac sometimes, but he like was, he was with us and he was like, yeah, I'm going to tech for, I'm going to be uh, production manager production manager for rihanna i was like what and like th- at that time some of the people didn't even know who she was like i knew who she was because i listened right. to that type of music too as you know yeah uh so i was like and they were like who and then i was like dude you got to get me a gig on that if you guys like all right all right I'll, i got you i got you so then sure enough he called me up he's like all right we're gonna need it we're gonna need a tech on this so come on i was like all right and then no shit I went from so- there at this point, you have a real tech box. You have uh, a, a you have like top of line gear, or you. Still, I still have not. I still never still got like, a huge tech, but I got the one that's made. It was like the little roller, the, supply. Yeah, 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 the little uh, suitcase yeah. kind of tech yeah. box. Yeah. So yeah, so I had that. I kind of knew a little more. And, yeah. You know, plus I was so used to it every day. Like, so I had the stage thing down, setting up the amps, unloading Doing the trail. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
plus you're not working it like for, i know that so you know i was a tech also what's i think that's why i i always oh, okay. text yeah, yeah, from my right. bands right so um but we weren't dealing when you work on those on those upper level bands you're not dealing with some hardcore bands guitars that they fucking destroy and abuse exactly you're dealing, everything is top line everything is intonated you don't have to worry about any of that it's usually and it's know, it's actually less work because there's like you got like 20 20 to 30 stagehands unloading the trucks so you're just like pointing yeah here put just, it there but you're not in the trailers like trying to balance stuff and tetris <laughs> yeah, yeah stacking everything so yeah, it yeah. was yeah, that and was great and you make a lot of times you you make more money than oh yeah that, i definitely made a lot more money doing being, that one being in the band right yeah i know i know that deal too so yeah so now um you're still living in uh Bridgeport. Being, well being out. being a i made more money teching I don't know about being in the band now, but <laughs> right. No, no, I, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah. Back. I mean, for back then. Yeah. 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 So, uh, didn't you do a monster magnet tour? Didn't you tour? For I did monster magnet. Yep. I yeah. did a couple of European tours for monster magnet. Those were How insane those guys? party. Oh man. That was like party central every night. Really? Yeah. Actually it's that the first tour I teched on, on Ozfest with Hatebreed, the guitar player, Phil Cavano yeah. was Sean's tech. Okay. So he he did it. He's been you know he's been around forever. So he was a tech. So he kind of showed me what to do. So then he called me. He's like, dude, I need a tech. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? That was uh 2008. So in 2008, so you you also toured with Exodus in 2008, right? So, yep. So were you um were you doing uh Frank, uh Sean and no just and uh, just Frank and Beatty at that time. Okay. Reed had two techs. Oh, okay. So I I text for. Just Frank and BD, and then Sean had his own tech. Yeah, and then you had to roll over to Exodus and do everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were there was a tour. There was a tour that I did when I did everybody for. Uh, it was like Australia or something. I, we had like the smallest crew available, like imaginable, or whatever. And then yeah, so I so I was used to it. I did it. I did it for a few uh, tours that too. Yeah. And but yeah, then Exodus was everybody. But Exodus, the thing, it was like as long as Gary was good because i was on his side he was the only one who was really during the show once once i handed off lee and jack their instruments i didn't even hear from them the whole show yeah so it sure. was it was yeah. still pretty easy like setting up it took a while because you had to set up all three things and change all the strings but it yeah. was still pretty easy yeah so and fun were, yeah we we were a lot of, we had a blast so, so you're part of the the Vakken dvd you yeah can see you on the end because you were the yep. tech at that show and then um, I remember me and you ran over to watch the hate breed set right after yep. we were done. Uh, we didn't sit. We, and then we went back to see uh, in flames. Uh, so, yep. but anyway, so um, it's funny that I think I, carcass played on that too. Yeah. And uh, that, was, that was a good, good that show. Was a, that was a good show, man. That was a good fucking three inches of blood opened it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a, a part of the, I watched the DVD recently cause we were looking for parts to add to the intro of this podcast I'm doing and, and have things. And, and I was like, Oh, there's fucking Wayne. And, uh, um, you were a sound with my spiky hair and my yeah. shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were with us. I, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up one. I think it was 2000. When did you rejoin Hatebreed? 2010? 2009. Yeah, it was so, literally it was like right after those Exodus and Monster Magnet tours. Yeah. January 2009. Okay, so that's when we, I joined. We were in Spain and um it was uh oh, me, yeah. me and you and um and I don't know if you remember this but uh we were we were all sitting on the bus and we were playing with uh, UFO was the headliner. 
and um, everyone was uh, doing, uh, except for me and you. Oh no, I was I was teching on that show with the UFO. Yeah, yeah I was were, still. That was 2008, I think. Yeah, you were still. You was me. Yeah, me, yeah. Well, me and you were hanging out because everyone else was drinking, and you weren't. Yeah. Like, like, so we did. We didn't really put rules on you about drinking, but you always. Were oh, I was drinking on that too. Right. You, you, but you <laughs> after were prof- work. After yeah, yeah. work, so you were professional as fuck. You when all the shit was put in the trailer and yeah. done, then you then you would start drinking. But everyone was doing coke. You remember that day? It was like a lot of cocaine being floated around yeah, backstage. Yeah. There's a lot of people, <laughs> and um. I'm not gonna say his name because it's because uh, it, I don't want to. But right. I, he, this dude was probably I'm gonna say six five, three fifty, and he's all coked up, and he got in your face about something, and you fucking dude, and you didn't back down. <laughs> you were like fuck you, and you were ready to throw down with this dude. Yeah. And I was like I was like holy shit, this is gonna be, and I was. Dude, I was so proud of you because he was in the wrong <laughs> completely. And you know what I mean? And um, I think it was actually just like a joke taken out of context or something. And he got mad because he's European. Well, cocaine and, does that. Well, European and, and cocaine does that. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. But uh, yeah. I was just like, but yeah, I was, that was like, <laughs> that was, that, anyway. So, and then we were sitting on the bus. And do you remember Pete Way coming on the bus and um, asked us for a drink? Remember I remember that? I remember Gary talking about it. I can't I don't know if I was there at that moment, but yeah, well, I remember I remember seeing him walk by and Gary's like, there's Pete Way. Right. Like when, when they were done. Right. So we're all like, oh, it's Pete Way. So he comes on the Exodus bus and he he asked for a drink. So we go, Oh yeah, the, the bar is right there. It was like a little table with all the alcohol on it. And he took a red cup and he just filled it with fucking vodka all the way to the top and then said, All right, fellas, I'll see you after the show. I'll come back and hang out. And then he walked off the bus and we didn't see him again. And then we found his. Remember the 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 um the tour manager for them came. What the fuck are you guys doing? You gave Pete alcohol. We're like, well, no one, no <laughs> yeah. one told us not to. I mean, oh, it's not like man. not like a rule. And then he yeah. got kicked. He got kicked out of the band That's on that crazy. show. On that That's show. That's insane. I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing that after. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I remember we were all on stage watching though. I remember like all the three inches of blood. Oh, yeah, we, we, we were sharing the bus with three inches of blood. Yes, we were. Man. That was that was a party too. That yeah. whole that whole tour. So, um, so your first, so you you joined in two thousand nine, and you you guys start throwing down and make a record. You walk in, you're in the studio with Zeus, who um, we both fucking. Oh love. yeah, great, yeah, the great fucking guy. Oh, so fucking awesome to work with, isn't he? Like just yeah, just, he's. No and he's bullshit. like a friend. We've known him for so long. Too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we'll go in the studio. He'll like ride me hard to make sure I do everything, and then we'll go out to the bar after have a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you do make your first record with them, and uh, it's. Uh, um, what did it feel like to go back to for your whole? Well, actually, evolution? the first thing I did was because literally Jamie was like, we were like calling each other back. Well, he's like, I think Jamie. I mean, uh, Sean might be quitting or first of all like you might have to fill in for like a tour in the summer some because sean might not do it i'm like yeah okay and then he's like i think he might be quitting they're like you want to do it and i'm like uh all right so like whatever so then finally he's like okay he's gonna let us know or whatever so then he let him know i think it was like the end of the week or whatever and then it's like and then jamie's like okay you got to go in the studio next week and finish up our covers album oh yeah, he started covers, it yeah, yeah, he started yeah. it and it's there's still four more songs that <laughs> We're in track, like the drums are drums are done, but that's it. I'm like, all right, so what are they? So it was like it was Slayer, Suicidal Tendencies, Bad Brains, and Black Flag. Okay. So I'm like, all right. So I'm literally I got my iPod listening, like 
trying to learn these songs. And then I got to learn them in C because they're in C. So I'm trying to learn them in E and then I got to figure out the, the same frets in C. Right. So then I was literally in the studio next week recording with the first one was with uh, Nikki Belmore because he has a studio in Milford, Connecticut. That's who he's a drummer for Josta. He does a lot of the Josta stuff. And okay. uh, he actually plays with D Snyder now, him and his brother, Charlie. They, they've been doing the live shows. Huh. But then, uh, so yeah, Nikki was the first one I recorded with those four covers. And then that came out. And then like a uh, few months later, I was with Zeus doing the first full length original album, studio album that I was on. Right on. So now you you go through this full transition of, you know, starting out in the band when it's a fledgling hardcore band. And now you're in the studio making records. Man, I played on the first EP back then, which was right. Under the Knife, which was completely different recording experience. It was just live. We just played the songs. All right, we're good. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. And now you're uh now you're doing these this bigger whole this whole bigger deal. It was I mean, it was literally like a dream come true, like because I've always wanted to play music, you know, for my whole life. And then once I got into my twenties, you know, I was getting a more realistic, like, oh, that's you know, not everyone makes it. You got to right. get a real, get a real job and, tr- yeah. you know, support yourself and pay the bills and everything. So to be able yeah. to be in a band for a living, it was, it was great. Especially yeah. the band that I was in when it started, you know, and I already knew everybody for so long. It was already, it's pretty seamless transition. When I joined, I was already on the bus teching for them. I knew most of the songs anyway, so it really, really, really didn't miss a beat. So I kind of yeah. just transformed. It was just like, instead of being behind the amps, I was in front of them. Um, that is an amazing like thing to happen. It's like you, you, your, yeah. your dream comes to fruition. You're like, Oh fuck this thing. I've always wanted. I'm here doing it. You ever find yourself on stage just going, wow. Fuck. Oh, especially those, those festivals in Europe. Yeah. Literally. Like we did when I first joined in 2009, I did a few, uh, small warm up shows. We did a show in Connecticut toads place, but then my first tour was in Europe. And my first show, the first tour was Download Fest in front of 80,000 people. No shit. Which is actually on video. There's a DVD that came in the yeah. the, the deluxe package of the self-titled album. So, okay. And uh, my tech at the time was actually Mick Death, who also passed away. He was in 18 Visions, the bass player. Yeah. So he was my first tech. And he's out there and something isn't working. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And they're going, come on, guys, you got five minutes, five minutes. So then now he's looking, trying, checking everything. I'm in behind my amp, like trying to yell around to him, like what it could be. And then finally, it was just this button that's like called the VPR button, which just cuts the watts down, basically, which right. makes it real quiet. So he hit that button and it was on. I'm like, ah, oh. so then it was like, all right, go. So then it was like, literally right <laughs> after that, I'm like, dude, that's fucking dead. Like, like I'm like, getting yelled at by the stage manager, like, I don't yeah, know. And there, everyone's looking at me. I'm like, oh, great, my first show. <laughs> but the way it, it went, it was good. Yeah, the stress from that is fucking yeah. crazy. Oh. And like, you know what I mean? Those those moments right before it goes, you know, you're going on. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen Gary have a meltdown because yep. something isn't working. It just <laughs> yep. it throws your game off, man. Yeah, it's and you don't like, know what you know, it is. You're checking every cable, every pedal, yeah. the amp, yeah, and it, the guitar. A, right, being a tech, it's crazy, right? But oh, yeah. being being in the band, you're like, eh, those guys will figure it out. Whatever. Yeah, but it's still stressful. <laughs> but not not the right? first show, the first tour when you're exactly. you, you literally just stopped being a tech. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then you have a tech who was in a band for a long time who just became a tech because their band broke up. So yeah. he's did the you know the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So you've had a a really good career that's still going, which is killer. I know you guys uh, 
um, are getting ready to go back out as soon as the world will allow us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, luckily we did just get off a huge tour because we, yeah. we had tours, we had a world tour booked with Parkway Drive everywhere, US, Australia, Europe. And then literally like two weeks before we were supposed to get on the plane, it COVID started. Yeah. So then we had it rebooked until this year, but then they couldn't get over here because they're from Australia because of the visas. Yeah. So we got lucky and got on this tour with Megadeth because in flames couldn't come over or something yeah. happened with them. So we got their spot like last minute. We're like, we might get this Megadeth tour in like two weeks. So just yeah. be prepared. We're like, what? <laughs> and, but yeah. luckily that was one of the best tours we've ever done too. It was huge. Um, two things uh, before we, before we go. Um, one was, um, were you there we, on the tour where we, where Exodus came out dressed as, Hatebreed. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Lee had a hatred sticker on his neck, like put all his hair in a hat. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm the one that I, I like set it up. I had a fake, like, because they were, Hatebreed was using either two or three Marshall stacks. So I unplugged one of the guitars from Frank and had and another, Lee. like my backup guitar, I think. Because Exodus was up. really playing the song. They were really. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, so Lee and Gary came out around the yeah. stage. They're like, what's going on here? I started plugging stuff in. And, and the like, paper guys doing? didn't know. They had no idea we nope. were doing this. No yeah. clue. Yeah. Do you remember, um, do you remember singing Cemetery Gates at that festival? I, that's what I thought you were going to bring up when you were like, <laughs> we were in Spain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's when I was in the band and saw you guys like randomly the night before, because we were playing, right. we pulled in that night. But for, so, yeah. for some reason, you're not allowed to drink a real lot on tour. Like you have to like maintain. I, I there was yeah, I was there was a while I was kind of banned from drinking, but because you're a crazy person. Yeah, I, I love you know. drunk Wayne. Drunk Wayne is one of my <laughs> favorite. Depends, it, you, know, yeah. you know, I'm an acquired taste for some, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's um, gotten a little looser now. I I, I drink now every once in a while. Yeah. No, there's been no incidents, we'll say, for a well, long time. It, so when you when you hang out with Altus, it's hard to not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what happened. You came on our <laughs> bus. Lee got you fucked up, and then we went and we watched some band do. A cover it was a it was a Pantera tribute band. Like after all the bands played at this festival. Right. But remember, there was another thing where Rick, because Rick was filling in for Gary on that. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. there was like a a go go dancer in an a EDM tech. cage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like dancing like a maniac, no yeah. shirt on. Yeah. And like there were all these like metalheads vests, like looking, going, "Oh, this is so disappointing." <laughs> so mad <laughs> looking at Rick. <laughs> yeah, but we were, but we had a that was a really fun tour. That was one of the that was one of the best. And we and we we ran to you guys that time, and you you actually uh, during Cemetery Gates, the singer wasn't doing it right, so you actually went up and grabbed the microphone <laughs> and actually it was, did I it. Just did the really high scream at the end. I thought he was, he just didn't do it. I was like, I know. That's drunk. That's drunk Wayne. Why that's I'm drunk Wayne. banned that's from it. drinking sometimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, I wish you all the best, man. I I, I hope. Thank that we, you. I love you know. I love when you guys roll in the town. We, oh, one one other thing, real quick. You guys don't have a set set list. Jamie calls out the songs, and you just have to know. Them, yeah, right? usually, especially on a headline. Sometimes, if we open up and we're on a tight schedule, we'll have a set list. But even then, sometimes we'll just change it, and I'm like, okay, you gotta be. But normally, there's no set list. There's a there's a call out sheet on the drum riser of like 40 songs that he could choose from. So we know the very first song. And after that, that's it. He so, calls them right. out, calls them out as he, as he sees it. So you yeah. have to know, you have to know 40 songs like that yep. without. Right. It, so you, that means he goes through and, and he can just any given night. Has yep. he ever, has he ever called one out? And you're like, I don't know how that goes. Have you ever, uh, has that happened? 
No, because the, the ones we make sure we look at the list, but there has been, because we have two tunings now. We're in uh, standard C and standard B for a few songs. Right. And it was like, there's there was one time where, because he'll tell us if we want to switch too. Like okay. switch, he'll be like, switch to B, switch to B. But I was behind my amp and he didn't tell me. Oh, so that I, I still had the C guitar on. They had their B on the other side. And then he went into the song and I, I kind of started playing it. And I'm like, Oh no! In C in the wrong tune, so then we had to stop, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but then there's also been times where because we feed back in between, and sometimes I can't hear him. And he'd be like, "This one's blah blah blah," and I wouldn't hear him. And then Matt'll you know count saying? it off, and then right. I'll just nothing, and then I'm like, oh. so yeah, there've been a few few yeah. mishaps here and there, but yeah, for some reason, not not a lot. We're, we've been pretty good. I think that I think that makes for an interesting show. The fact that yeah. that uh, that he just changes a set. I, I wish I had the ability to do that. Uh, uh, you know, and and actually with Generation Kill, I do say, look, I might call an audible and switch the set if yeah. I'm feeling something or whatever. <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at everybody and I kind of feel it. So um, when you have when you play the new stuff, um, is there any? Have you ever played a song where you come out and you go, "Oh, this one's gonna fucking kill," and you play it, and it just it just sucks the air out of the room? Uh, no, we're pretty. I think we're just used to. We kind of know. We we if it's new, we don't. You don't really know how it's gonna right. react, so we just kind of gauge it. And then, luckily, one of the newest songs we we came out, I think, it was 2016, "Looking Down the Barrel of Today." Mm-hmm. And it's like the most streamed on Spotify and Apple Music, all this or whatever. And it's like one of our most popular songs and people love it. So it's good that people still like the new stuff or we're the not new, yeah. like looked at as like a nostalgia band and they Absolutely. only like the old stuff. So that that's pretty cool that they yeah. they're still they still like the new songs. Yeah. And we still play them all. We play we if we do a headline. So we normally don't do like songs off every album. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is very. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have stayed the course, man. And you guys are, you know, um, very cool as to all the other bands i've never you you hate breed jamie and hate and the whole all the guys were always the most welcoming band we've ever toured with it was the most um enjoyable experience and then you know even having you as a tech all those years and, and having the, the fun and getting to know you guys and um i hope that uh i hope that one day generation kill could go out and tour and yeah uh, that'd be tour, cool tour with, tour with uh with hate breed um anyway um wayne Thank you so much for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Um, and uh, you have a, uh, I know you're in California now, so you yep, enjoy California weather. The fuck out yep. of the East Coast weather. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck that fucking North, place. <clears throat> Northern Bay Area. Nice, man. Right on. Well, the nights are cool, which is fucking killer. You oh, yeah. It's definitely, the weather's great. It's like people, you know, most a lot of people in Connecticut are like, oh, it's going to be so hot there. I'm like, it's like sometimes it's colder here yeah. than it is back there, but there's All no right. snow I don't have to worry about. So that's good. That's true. All right, man. You still riding Harley? Still oh, yeah. yeah. All yep. right, buddy. Yeah, I got man. more time to ride it out here. Fucking year-round, dude. That's a year-round ordeal now. It's killer. Yep. Right? Great. Well, well, listen, man. Ride safe. It was fucking awesome talking to you, as always. And, uh, you know, uh, um, I'm glad we're friends. It's cool. Yeah, me too. I wish you all the success in the future. And uh, and uh, thank you very much, man, for doing this. Thanks, I man. appreciate it. All right, bud. Anyway, so everybody, uh, I fucked up and uh, and forgot to ask Wayne two important questions on the podcast. So uh, he actually, did you put on the same shirt to make it? Look I didn't know. I, I I was gonna. I put. It, <laughs> I took it out of the hamper and I was like, yeah. Nah, I was like, I was like, like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I was, so hey, look, man, I'm just gonna. This is the way it is. Man. Part two. Yeah, this is part two. So we're just gonna edit this in the end, and I'll I'll make fun of myself before I do that. So. <laughs> 
Um, first, I want to talk about. So I, I had you 2009. You, you enjoyed Hate Breed again, and then uh, I run into you at a festival. We were playing, and you're like, "Dude, look at this!" You fucking. <laughs> yep. So you got the bonded by blood tattoo, but you got the one from Let There Be Blood. Yes. If you want, let's see if you could see it here. Yeah. Can you, can you see it? Yeah, I can't see it. Oh, it's fucking. There you awesome. go. So what? Uh, what was there? Why not the original? So. This was right after, like that album came out right after I toured with you guys, mm-hmm. and you know it was a great, great tour. And when, as soon as I saw the the artwork and the images, I was like, "Oh, man, that's great!" I mean, the, yeah. the original obviously is the classic and all that, but I thought it was such a great take, like just the artwork and the the demon looking, yeah, the updated the, version, all that, the updated. I just I thought it was great, and I wanted to get, you know, an Exodus tattoo just because I loved all you guys and everything. And that lineup was the lineup that I toured with every member. Right. So it was like oh. it meant it meant a little more to me, you know, because it was like, yeah, those are my dudes who I lived on a bus with, and yeah. you know, they're all cool, and it was you know all that stuff. So <laughs> I was like, it's perfect, and the image is cool, and I was I just got it. I was like, I got to get it. Yeah. I love it. One thing I remember, man. Do you remember? Um, uh, we would do a cover of. Uh, Exodus or like in the middle of the set. Sir, I was we- I was actually gonna bring that up. <laughs> I, I I thought about that. That Go was ahead. like. That Talk was my favorite, it. one of my favorite things ever, because this was before I came back to Hatebreed. So I yeah. was, you know, Exodus guitar and bass tech at the time. Yeah. And it, there were all these European festivals that we were doing. So those were like, you know, the, the big thing, professional, make sure everything's perfect. But then you would do off day shows at clubs. And like towards the end of the set, we would just, I would take, I think I took Gary's guitar, you grabbed Lee's guitar. And we yeah. would play Seek and Destroy, like just <laughs> randomly at the show. Yeah, and then just, you and you would hand the guitar off right for the solo and back to Gary. You handed yeah. Lee's guitar to Gary and he would play yeah. the solo and finish yeah. it off. I think killer. that's actually on YouTube somewhere, and someone wrote they're like Exodus Guitar Tech joins them on stage for Metallica. Song. Oh no shit! <laughs> I gotta search it. I, I think oh. I saw that one time. Huh? That's pretty cool. I, but yeah, I, I love that. Was once, great. Yeah, man. I remember I grabbed Lee's guitar once and did a solo, and that's like on the internet somewhere. I just hung out. <laughs> I just tried it for a second, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was man. great. Good time. Yeah, so that was my uh, introduction to get back on the stage. There you go, man. Yeah, <laughs> my warm up. Yeah, no, it was fun as shit, dude. I had a I had a blast doing that with him. We did it. We did it at least a dozen times. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like it, got, it was it almost getting... every. Yeah, it was almost every headline show. Yeah, <laughs> it, and was it was just like it, expected. <laughs> yeah, and then and we got better and better at it as we went along. We got better and better at the whole yeah. the song and all that. So yeah, and uh, so let's um uh, talk to. So I asked you uh, uh, to to make a list of some of the songs that um, changed your life. This, I mean, change your life, but just made an impact on you, right. either growing up. I mean, or, there, there's so many, but you, I know you there are I know. ten. So I, I, I wanted ten. Yeah, I wanted ten <laughs> to, to pick out. I tried to narrow it down to make you know the, the encompass okay. my musical world. I guess okay. you could say. All right. So what was number one? So number one, we just we had to start with Kiss because that started okay. it all off. All right. And I went with a uh, hundred thousand years. 
Ooh, the, great the, song. It's, wasn't that the one with the drum solo on Kiss Alive? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's so, on the first album, the original yeah. version, and there's a super long drum solo on the Kiss mm. Alive. But there's just something about that song still. Like I was at the bar last night, you know, put it on the, the jukebox. It's still it's it's just a feel-good song. Like it's a little yeah. different, a little yeah. like different groove to it and everything, and the yeah. guitar riffs and stuff. And I, I still love it. It's not like like some songs you've heard a million times, like rock and roll all night. It's like yeah. I don't even need to hear that yeah. ever again. I like, my favorite song <laughs> but, was by by Kiss was uh, "Strange Ways." Yeah, good. I'm was, just, yeah. There's so many, there, but so many for, the songs. earlier stuff, man, was hit and miss. I wasn't a I was a Kiss kid. I, I had for about like two months before I found the Clash or or, or Rush. I think I just yeah. it, it shifted, but I had a moment where I did like the earlier stuff. Um, you know, so. Uh, you know, but hundred thousand yeah. years. I remember that song. I remember the live version. I yeah. Having so anyway. Okay. That's a good one. Cool and man. Well, number two, we went with Ozzy, and there's so many great Ozzy songs, but I went with Believer. Believer. That's a, of that's, uh, Diary Madman. Yep. It's like it's a little slower, kind yeah, of darker, yeah. heavier. The riff is really cool and different. Yeah. I think compared to some of the other like ones on the album, the soul yeah. is great. I mean, Randy Rhodes one of my favorites of all yeah. time yeah so I mean, that's a good song one. believe it that's a good song i always i always yeah. thought sato was very on, on yeah. uh, uh like one of those ones that, oh, that's a great song but they never play it. um yeah yeah I mean, believe it was like one of the random ones they used to play starts out with the bass yeah yeah good tune man all right okay all right, and then we're gonna go to number three with judas priest desert plains Ooh. another great song a little yeah. different than some of the other ones and it just yeah. when i was a kid i used to watch they had like an mtv concert it was like from the screaming for vengeance tour mm. i don't know if you've ever seen it and i just remember the wall of marshals like on the state you know and it just as a kid i used to watch that all the time i loved it mm. and that song just again the groove it's a little was different your, what was that on was that, that on was a point of entry point of entry yeah yeah, yeah. okay yep. And that's yeah. another one I could still play to this day. I still still don't get sick of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's certain songs that, that like they live with you forever. And yeah. I, I remember hearing somebody, I think it was Bill Burr. He's like, he's like, no, you know, yesterday I was like listening to Zeppelin and, and he goes, is this the music I'm just going to listen to you for the rest of my life? Yeah. I never, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And he was talking to somebody in a, in a, uh, on a conversation when he said it and I was watching it on YouTube and I was like, Oh yeah, I do that too. I just yeah. There's just yeah. some things that just you just keep going. All right, man. So moving on. Uh, all right, moving on. Number four, we got to go with Metallica, Master of Puppets, and that just that whole band was just life changing for me. When I heard the song Master of Puppets, just the yeah. the complexity of everything and the heaviness yeah. with like the clean guitar in the middle and the solos and everything, and that just that's like to me that was a whole another level, especially back then. At yeah, the time. I felt the same way. I, I, uh, uh, I actually, uh, Generation Kill, we actually do that a lot where we'll be real heavy and we'll do something crazy in the middle yeah. and we'll come back to it. And I, <clears throat> that song, it changed everything. And I remember that, that like middle breakdown was like, what the fuck? Oh, is yeah. This? I don't think, yeah, the whole thing, it. there's so many different I mean, parts. Yeah. I mean, Priest used to do it like in the Sad Wings of Destiny days, they yep. had stuff like that. But this was like new. This was our, you know, our era of, of yeah. Stuff, so I get it. And every part yeah. is good. It's not like some so some songs are really long and they get boring or whatever. This is like the whole song is like keeps you from beginning yeah. to end. It's yeah. great. Okay. 
That's a good. That's a good one, man. Right on. All right, now we're gonna go some of the hardcore stuff. Agnostic front victim in pain. Ooh, so yeah, that's yeah. what. That's like you know the first full length album. It's just that's just straight hardcore, fast, straight. short yeah. songs, yeah, energetic, and that's just you know just a pit. That's it. Yeah, pit. Yeah, man. Sing along. I love them guys, man. We uh, on our on the Exodus DVD, we actually did a show with them and. Uh, because they were playing at a club like like a mile away. So we went and said, hey, man, why don't you just bring, why don't you just come to our place and bring all your people and we'll just fill this place rather than that. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, and we did that's that. That's great. It was, it was Perfect. a lot yeah, of fun, Yeah, I do, I do remember. That's great. Yeah, it was a lot of that's fun. That's how it should be instead of having two competing shows. Yeah. And you get some of the same, I mean, Exodus and Agnostic Front, it's, it's all both heavy music. Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, I mean, we just do guitar solos, they don't. That's yeah, all. You know <laughs> actually, I mean? they have some too on some of their albums too. <laughs> I saw them, I saw them uh, with you guys last year when you came through with, oh, yeah. uh, with uh, yep. great. Um, I live so Roger lives here and I, I hang out with Roger yep. every now and again. We do car shows together. Um, he's got he's got a badass uh, fucking car, man, and um. So we, we always run into each other that way. I know he's, he's been a, a little sick lately. Um, yeah. I, heard, I heard he's doing a lot better. Yeah, so. hopefully. He, I heard he's doing better. Hopefully yeah. it stays that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, too. All right. All right. Number six, Chromags. We got to know. Got to know. That yeah. is just the, the opener to the, the Age of Coral album is, I yeah. think, one of the best, like, hardcore with – like a tinge of metal influence in there, but there's yeah. that's like you know New York hardcore and that that whole album is great. But just that the opening riff and the whole song—that's another one. It's just energy from start to finish. You know what? Too, you know what really makes that song? And it's it's because the riff when you listen to it, it's 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 not basic because of what it is. But it wasn't like it was complicated, right? But the what Mackie did on the drums just brought out a whole nother level. It was, yep. it just, it changed the whole dynamic of, of, uh, of that song and just made it fucking awesome. Right. So, and yeah. it's, it's still hardcore. It's not, you know, yeah. technically crazy, but just yeah. enough to where, you know, give you the, the, the music, a little more musicality, I guess you could say. In yeah, certain yeah. Hardcore songs of the time. So, well, uh, I just, so, uh, you know, um, John Joseph, I got him to sing on the new Generation Kill record. Oh, nice! There you go. Yeah, we did a whole That's song, cool. and uh, he was so we wrote the song in, in mind. I was like, "We'll write a song, and then I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna send it to him when it's done and ask him to be on it." And you know how like when you hey, will you play on my record? And you're like, "Uh, yeah, let me see if I have the time." Yeah, because <laughs> you know, because God forbid somebody sends you a shit song and you've already yeah. committed to it, right? So, uh, but I sent him the song and he called me like five minutes later. So he's like, "I'm in, dude. Let's do it. Let's book nice. the studio time and figure it out." And went over and. Uh, so, so when do yeah, we get to hear that? That'll be January 24th on that record. So nice. I got uh, Chris Poland from Megadeth to do yep. a guitar solo too on a song. That's so, cool. Yeah, man. Nice. So, yeah, it's uh, guests are weird. It's hard to get them when they're on tour when you're doing stuff. Well, yeah. So, but uh, we made a few happen. Um, nice. I know I, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted you on at one point. I wanted you on there, but you uh, we were yeah, there was on, stuff going two, on. Just to do your touring, so it was yeah. kind of tough. So, but we get on the uh, get you on the next one, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, plus I'm not very technologically uh, savvy, so I gotta like find a studio. I mean, you know, yeah. I gotta figure out how to do this stuff at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's all this like stuff I could do, and I'm like, I don't know how to do yeah. that. Plug it into yeah. my iPhone. How does this yeah. work? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well. All right. We're let's see. And okay, here we go. Biohazard. Hold my own. That was a band. 
in high school when I first heard them and saw them. I think it was uh, it's like late 90, early 91, something like that. That was right. like the, the band that was like the ultimate crossover metal hardcore to me. They were playing. I saw them with uh, Open Up for Creator at Toad's Place in New uh-huh. Haven, and it was just – that was it. Then I just started going to see them every time they came to Connecticut – or New York, I would go see him, and it was just like that changed everything. That's like set me towards more of the hardcore kind of stuff. Yeah, because they were metal too. They were kind yeah. of like they were uh, scarred for life. Was one of my favorites. Yep. That was a, great. Um, and they're, but, they're, to me, that's like kind of like Hatebreed is the same way. They because they played hardcore shows, little hardcore clubs, and yeah. then they played with like Slayer and Creator metal stuff. So yeah, I saw him with Slayer and uh, and Machine Head on that first. On yep, that I saw tour. that one too. When the when the Burn My Eyes tour. That's uh, yep um yeah all right and then i actually saw them with in uh, at the roseland with helmet and house of pain Ooh, yeah no house of pain and corn really corn opened up that's right yeah yeah. before now i'm I'm losing my mind (laughs) but it was corn was like the first band i was like who's corn i think it was 94 right corn or maybe it was all of them but yeah but i know i gotta look that up now but it was Uh like those bands and it was it was huge yeah, but yeah was like a sta- they were they were a staple in new york uh biohazard helmet prong they were like a they were always like they constantly played new york so you could go see them yeah, on oh, a regular yeah. on a regular basis yeah so all right all right let's see okay and then, then we're going uh with blitz someone's gonna die and that was getting huh. me more on the oi punk uh trajectory i guess you could say Where were they that from? was a they're England. This okay. is early eighties. All right. Boy punk, like the GBH, all that type stuff. Yeah. And it was like we had I was a DJ at my college radio station and we had this compilation called Drunken Disorderly. And so I played a few songs and I heard that and I was like, and I just thought it was great. Again, it was fast, fast aggressive punk, like right. real English, British oi. So then that like I started listening to all like bands like that, like you know, Blit uh, the business. Right. GBH, all those Cockney rejects and that whole thing. Okay, right on. Uh, I uh, just hung out with Lars uh, a while ago, and he was in the, oh yeah, the boy band, um, the old firm Casuals. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, they're fucking good. So I kind of he's playing in like another band, The Last Resort. I think he like plays with them now. They're like old English oh, boy yeah. band from back yeah, in the he day. Loves, yeah, he loves doing that shit, dude. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. cool. All right, let's see number nine. We're going to go with Madball, Set It Off. Oof. And that was another one. I saw them like back in the mid-90s. I think it was 94. They played a show at this place called The Tune-In in New Haven. And right. It was just like, it was, because that, that's when I was going to hardcore shows like every weekend. And yeah. there was a lot of like, people were kind of doing like emo like kind of stuff, like clean guitars and more like stuff like that. And they just came out and it was just hard, like from beginning to end, the whole show. Right, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is this is hardcore, like yeah. for for '90s now." And I was like, <laughs> "Went to go yeah. see them every time they came around." A lot of fights at Madball shows. Oh yeah, well, there's a lot of fights at Hatebreed shows too. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, there is. That, that whole era, it was just. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, people couldn't get along. <laughs> Dude, we, we we played a show. Uh, I don't. I forget where we were. It would. I forget where we were. It was some weird country deal, like Croatia or something. And it was Teenage Bottle Rocket, Exodus, and Madball. That wow. was the. That was the. the nice. And, and uh, 
And when we closed, we went on last and then all those dudes were all standing on the side of the stage while we were playing and they were fucking jumping in the pit. The teenage bar rock guys <laughs> were jumping great. in the pit. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Which that was a really strange show. You know, you got this California style oh, punk yeah. rock. New York. That was, in, that was Europe, you said? Yeah, it was like 2000. Yeah. Europe or has, has the most random bills. Like we did one show in time. I forgot where it was, but it was in Europe. It was us. It was Hatebreed. Allison Chains and Ramstein. That's it. No Those three shit. bands. <laughs> like, Ramstein's the greatest live concert. Oh, ever yeah. It was, it was nuts. It did was he set great. himself on fire during the first song? There was fire. I don't remember if he said, I think, oh, yeah, someone someone was on fire. I don't remember if it was him. Like some guy right. came running out and they like extinguished him. Yeah. And then the, the keyboard player was like on a treadmill playing, like just walking like for a whole song. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Killer. Right on. All right, moving on. And then uh, number 10, we got to go with Exodus, Bonded by Blood. Yeah. The ultimate thrash song, the thrash band. And you, even if you see interviews with other bands from that era, they always say Exodus. That's that's, that's 100% one. thrash. That's the one, yeah. Great that song. A, yeah. That's that is it. a good song. I love singing that song. Great. Yeah. We were supposed to cover it. I mean, we, we learned it for this tour because Gary was going to come out. And, right. Uh, conquered but it didn't happen and then we didn't end up doing the doing the song but we like practiced it it was pretty cool it was fun playing it too on your covers record what song do you guys do did you guys do an exodus uh, we song? didn't do an exodus you did song. a metallica song right yeah. i heard that one yeah i've heard a few off of it. i haven't heard a whole thing i heard a few off of it I have, yeah like i, I said that that was started sean started that so that was like done in pieces yeah. so I, I only did four yeah. of those songs but yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good album too if you want to know like the influence of for hate breed it's like metal hardcore as the <sighs> all the combos i was always gonna do i thought that was a good idea hey this is the these are the songs that that, inf, that made our band the way it yeah. is and we're gonna we do a whole record of covers just to go these are the songs that that uh we love yeah, yeah. all right well wayne thank you for doing another fucking little section you here got it me. um so what what will happen is this is uh gonna be like a spotify list it'll be like on a i'm gonna have like a spotify page for the nice. podcast they put up your duke's podcast and i'll have wayne wayne lozenek I, <laughs> I know it'll be a wayne's uh wayne's favorites or All right. maybe some of like wayne's uh not top 10 but yeah. wayne's, wayne's, some, playlist. wayne's playlist that's what it'll say there you go perfect yeah oh there's um, someone else in here um my manager, my, uh, oh. my girl, and uh, she takes care of me. She does all the shit. Oh, okay, get on my stuff that I can, You gotta watch what I, I say. Do. You never know who's listening. Oh no, man. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I would just beat her if she said, you know, we've got you know, any kind. Of... That's great. <laughs> all right, dude, Wayne. Thank you very much, all right. sir. Thank uh, you. Anyway, and I'll send you a link when this all comes out, and we'll, uh, cool. you know, and, I gotta uh, look up that that corn uh, biohazard. House of Pain show now. I know it was in the Roseland. I don't know if I just said helmet for no reason. I don't know if they were on. But... Yeah. <laughs> but, they were, yeah. You know what? That was that when uh, Frank from uh, Anthrax was in helmet for a bit. That's when I saw helmet. I, I mean, I saw helmet in the, in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, but then I saw them and I was with Exodus. We were in Boston. Oh, yeah. And we played this club and they, <clears throat> it was a club where there were two different clubs. This was right next to uh, the baseball uh, stadium. And there was a club right near there and fucking helmet played a show and then they emptied the club and then they brought a whole new group of people in and we were the headliner. It was on our wow. 
on a tour that that's we crazy. did. And uh, yeah, we hung out those. And Frank Bello was playing bass for them that night. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. All, all right, right, buddy. All right, bud. Well, thank you for this, good man. Talk. I appreciate it. Let me know it. when it's uh, going live and all that. It'll be probably two weeks, uh, a week from Tuesday. Gotcha. So, and I'll, all right, cool. All right, buddy. All right, I appreciate man. Appreciate it. Peace. Later.